0: Welcome to Feeling Asian, a podcast where two Asians talk about their feelings. I'm Youngmi Mare.
1: And I'm Brian Park.
0: And today we are switching up our podcast. We're so excited. You know, Brian and I, were feeling a little stale.
1: And like the true artists that we are, we're striving to reinvent ourselves, keep things fresh and exciting. And we wanted to use this episode as an introduction for our new format, but also... Mm -hmm. Let's treat this as a town hall meeting of sorts. Let yeah. us know what you think. If you hate it, you love it. Suggestions? Throw them in the DMs in our Feeling Asian podcast Instagram. Yeah.
0: You keep keep in mind if you say something negative, me and Brian will spiral. Brian will cry for sure. Um, I will be like, yeah, yeah, no, that that's constructive criticism, and then I'll just lay lay down and think about it for for days. <laughs> <laughs> um but no we wanted to so this is the thing like this is how i was feeling right i'm just gonna be very open with the listeners i was thinking i like the patreon shout outs i i know that people like them a lot and they look forward to it but it's like taking up a lot of time and i feel like this is it takes way just, up way
1: too much time
0: this, this is just me talking shit about myself i'm not fucking funny enough to be like let me riff on this fucking like i was just being like this person sucks dicks and stuff and i was like i have one fucking joke
1: I'm doing seeing a, a haircut.
0: Literally. <laughs> I am not talented to be like, let me say something funny up top.
1: I mean, at least you're funnier than me. For five minutes, I'm just like, they're a managing director at McKinsey Consulting Group.
0: <laughs> I think the only, <laughs> I think the only, <laughs> I was every week, I was like, okay, Brian, you s- you did say that again. Every, I think the funniest <laughs> part, the funniest part was me roasting Brian. Those are fucking gold.
1: That's gold. We got to some good conversations, but overall, listeners, we had to make some tough decisions. We hired McKinsey Consulting Group and they told us yeah, to... Yeah, they said... <laughs> we had to lay off the Patreon shoutouts up top. So Stop going making forward, fun of us! Yeah. Go, we just felt it was taking up too much time. We're going to incorporate the Patreon shoutouts at the end of the episode. And also, we know that a lot of you are going to be disappointed because you were eagerly awaiting your Patreon shoutout. But in lieu of that, we're shaking up our Patreon episodes as well so you're gonna have to listen to the rest of the episode to find out but we wanted to incorporate our guests more into the patreon episodes and let us know what you think and listen through the episode but yeah we're cutting the patreon shout outs up top jumping straight into the episode into the
0: meat into the fucking meat meat of of it it. into into the the crying and the and the and the sex talk did you hear, Brian, I said that, I said that we're going to do OnlyFans in our Patreon. That's not true. I just want to make sure you know that that's a joke.
1: I heard it, and I ignored it.
0: <laughs> you're like, oh, God, just going to... Here, here we go with the jokes again. Um, yeah, so we're going to tell me. you what we're going to do. You, what, what?
1: I was going to ask, how are you feeling?
0: Oh, you're going to jump right... You're like, no, no, let's jump right into it right now. Well, I was going to say, I'm going to tell it. you what the Patreon's going to be like. Also, we're doing Zoom Hangouts happy hours for the Patreon subscribers, because I know people fucking love it. And And we lowered the
1: the tier to $10. So if you upgrade to $10 or if you're already a $10 subscriber and above, we're doing monthly Zoom hangouts and we're shaking things up. We're reinventing ourselves. And let's jump right into it, young me. The listeners will have to listen to the episode to find out what our new Patreon episodes will have to be because we don't want to give them. We don't want to reveal too much. No. Like the good OnlyFans content creators we are
0: yeah you gotta subscribe for the juicy bits so do you want me to go first how am i feeling
1: how are you feeling
0: i am feeling like maybe i am re i have reached maybe a new a new level of mental illness and i'm not (laughs) (laughs) brian's i'm not trying to be just when i didn't
1: think it was possible
0: just when brian thought that that was impossible i am like feeling like my brain is fucking broken I don't know. Like I first I was like, okay, this is a pandemic thing, and once we get out, I will fucking snap back to being just moderately mentally ill, I think. But I'm like, holy shit, like I think I think this has like warped my brain to like a degree. What has warped your brain? Like the pandemic and all the shit that's been going on the last two or three I don't even know how long, two, three years now. And I'm like, I think we are the generation that's like, m- remember, like the old generation that went through like World War One and they're all fucked up in the head and they were like squirrely and like keeping toilet oh paper God. in the bathtub. Like we're that generation because like that is, we went um, through-
1: that in uh, that in and of itself is a <laughs> mentally ill take, young me. Us going through COVID nineteen <laughs> is nothing like the PTSD that World War Two survivors
0: Wait, have gone through. <laughs> but but more people died through covid so i don't know Uh. and we had to and we had all this other shit going on like uh, uh tiktok people like i don't like there's all this other stuff going on like i watched people dying of covid on tiktok like that that did not happen i think that's more a
1: commentary on tiktok and how tiktok makes you mentally ill rather than the state of society itself
0: (laughs) like there wasn't somebody in world war one going like my mom tested positive for tiktok like doing a dance while being like now she's dead r.i.p so i don't know if other people are feeling this way but i'm like holy fuck like i don't know if i'm gonna i'll never mentally recover from this like do you know what i mean like yeah yeah, yeah. and um there's this one thing i saw somebody tweet about this actually they were like oh i don't know why but after the pandemic i never want to do anything that i don't want to do ever again Mm. and i'm like i fucking feel like that like i don't want to 2022 is
1: off to a great start for you incredibly optimistic incredibly hopeful
0: (laughs) and i don't know if it's like I mean, I always feel like I skew, you know, because I had like this childhood that was very hard. I always skew like, um, I think, I think this is like a fear that a lot of people have. Like I have like at least one parent that was a narcissist. I know I'm using like trendy lingo, but like it, this is, this is something I discovered <laughs> like 10 years ago, not, not the, <laughs> like 10 years ago. I came to the realization that one of my parents is a narcissist. Even actually, even like when I was a child, I, I kind of was like aware of it. And I think people that have like a narcissist parent, they like are scared that they become narcissists. So I'm, I always have this fear. Like, I'm like, I don't want to fucking do this. I'm not going to do it. And then I'm like, am I a narcissist? Like, why am I like putting myself first? And then it'll just be something like canceling a plan to oh, go to go to I, yoga I've accepted, or something.
1: I've accepted that I'm a narcissist. Us doing a podcast is inherently narcissistic.
0: I don't think so. You think so?
1: A little bit. Anything public facing is somewhat narcissistic.
0: I think it's. A, I think it's a scale, and I think that there's a way to do. I think everyone has narcissistic tendencies, and that for sure, I'm like very open with, and like I'm sure. okay admitting that. But I don't think we have like narcissistic personality disorder. Do you know what I mean? No. No. Yeah. Yeah. It, but we're, there's a touch of it. Yeah, for sure.
1: <laughs> there's a touch
0: but i think how i'm feeling is like i literally fucking cannot do something if i don't fucking want to do it it's hard it's like it's and and some of it i think is really good because it's like the first time in my life where i'm like no i'm standing up for myself do you know what i mean right but then some of it's bad because it's like there is like a discipline and yeah that's what i was gonna say discipline is is good
1: discipline is doing the thing that you know is good for you but you don't want to do it you
0: don't want to do yeah and it's a balance you can't just like wake up every day and have cinnamon rolls and like pumpkin pie for breakfast and like you know like walk right you know just like do fun stuff go online shopping and look at the internet all day like you have to do stuff that feels bad to gain not feels bad but you don't want to do to (laughs) gain something right so yeah um, I'm just trying to find the balance of that. I think in terms of accepting all these like flaws and stuff, I'm at a very, a much better place and somehow the pandemic has really helped me with that. But that's, those are just how, that's just how I'm feeling. How are you feeling? I'm
1: feeling probably the opposite of you, honestly. <laughs> I'm feeling so fresh and so rejuvenated. I'm a new person because I just came back from a trip to Europe with my girlfriend yeah nice and you know i was in these slow sleepy cities yeah very european very euro lifestyle life is good life is beautiful and that reset you yeah i realized that i was incredibly burned out towards the end of last year like Mm. so much and was just ignoring all of the signs of it i was so burned out Mm -hmm. Everything around like I was just a ball of negativity so uptight everything I was just so cynical and not fun to be around and yeah again I was I'm on the opposite. I feel like I'm opposite of you where I take this weird pride in enduring and doing things that I don't like because it's a badge Uh, of discipline. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I don't wanna fucking do this, but you know what? I'm gonna suck it up and I can do it better than anyone else. Wow I, am, I have the discipline to do it. That's um, in- and then
0: that, can I ask you a question? Do you think that there's like a negative mental repercussion from you do like making yourself do stuff that you don't want to do all the time?
1: Well, I talked about this on my Patreon, but I finally got medication for my IBS symptoms. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, it's like life changing. Mm-hmm. But I think my IBS was a byproduct of so much stress. When you do things <sighs> that you don't want to do yeah. all the time, everything is stressful.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And I was just so burned out. You know, this the things that I loved doing. I I didn't find enjoyment in it anymore. Everything just felt like a fucking chore. So when everything feels like a chore, everything's so stressful.
0: This is really interesting because I feel like we're both like literally on opposite sides of this behavior spectrum. And we're finding that it is like detrimental to a certain degree. And we're both trying to like come back to the middle, you know, to the balance. Oh, for sure. Interesting. Yeah. I
1: mean, compared to you, I definitely understand how I will be perceived as an uptight person. Mm, I'm very serious. Yeah. Serious is an adjective that's often used to describe me. Pretty serious yeah. and uptight. And this time away was really, really good for me. Um, I want mm. So I'm feeling fresh and I'm feeling new. And I, I'm excited to go into the new year by embracing uh, taking things slow. And... Day by day.
0: That's awesome. Can I just say something really quick, Brian? I know that you're self-conscious about like how you come off as uptight, but I feel like as a friend, I've never felt that from you. Like, you know, when we work together, I'm like, oh, you know, Brian's way more serious and, uh, you know, like very structured and working. But just, you know, like as a person, I've never felt that in a bad way from you. So in case you're feeling like insecure about that
1: you heard it here folks (laughs) i'm chill now i'm I'm chill now i'm chill chill, dude dude. now
0: (laughs) so should we introduce our new format
1: let's do it so listeners we're 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 keeping the how are you feelings because that is a that is a feeling asian signature
0: it's the title of the podcast that's
1: not going anywhere (laughs) 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 but uh when we have guests on we're gonna hit them with the question, the burn, the fiery burning questions that young Lee and I have for them. So
0: and we decided to make it, you know, based on our emotions because, you know, everyone that we have on the podcast, they're well known, they're successful. and they do a lot of podcasts and interviews. and usually they're asked, like, Uh, about their career and who they are as how we as the public view them but our podcast is about emotions and feelings so we're like why don't we ask them about their fucking feelings
1: right but also as the uptight person that i am i i'm very interested in these in people's career accolades and how they made it because i feel like i learn a lot about i learn a lot about myself through their experiences and so we're keeping some element of that but every episode for the most part, we want to keep a consistent structure and formatting. So our first question is going to be, this is what we want to know about you. So Young me and I are going to formulate our own questions. And this is more tailored to our guests, you know, publicly known uh, accomplishments or the yeah. thing they're known for. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we're going to ask, what's something you're loving right now? What's something you're hating right now? What are you ashamed of? Yep. What are you what are you proud of?
0: So those are all the feelings mm-hmm. in the entire universe, I think. We got all of it. <laughs> and hopefully they'll like like what I'm what I'm hoping for is that they'll open them up to be like, you know, feeling joy and feeling anger and sadness. And what 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 are what are the things that spark those emotions in you? You know? And I think it's gonna be really interesting.
1: Actually, we're gonna let's test this out on each other, young me.
0: Yeah. So we're the first part of, of course, when we have guests, we're not going to really know that much about them. But since I know so much about Brian, the first question, this is what we want to know. Brian, this is what I want to know. Did you have sex with your girlfriend in when you were visiting your parents' house, yours at, or hers?
1: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Juicy. Is that weird? No, I'm just asking, well, this is why I asked this, because I think a lot of people have different like ideas and feelings about this. Right, and, right. you know, I know, who was it? We had like a guest on recently who said that they, when they went to their parents' house, had to sleep in a different room or something. Maybe this was you You telling me the other day. Oh, I think this yeah. was you, Brian. You uh, slept at, like you had different rooms and then you would sneak in at night or something.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was at my parents' house. And then when I went to my girlfriend's house, begrudgingly, we got to sleep in the same room.
0: What does begrudgingly mean? Uh,
1: My my girlfriend's parents' home is undergoing some renovations. And so Mm. a a couple guest bedrooms down. But if the renovations weren't happening, I would for sure be in a guest bedroom. (laughs)
0: Wait, because of what you wanted or what the parents wanted?
1: The girlfriend's father's wishes.
0: Wow. Okay, so there was some weird. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow.
1: Yeah. Scary. I mean, if Mino is of age and he brought a yeah. girl over, would you let them sleep in the same room?
0: Okay, Brian. I think everyone knows the answer. I would. I wouldn't give a shit. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Who gives a fuck?
1: I. I don't know. I don't know. Some people do. I understand I would have why
0: condoms I would have oh condoms <laughs> girl set up set up girl, a tripod boy, non-binary who, whatever camera, is, video
1: camera whatever they want
0: whatever whatever sexuality is there's condoms there's lube <laughs> there's I don't even I don't even Toys. know I just don't want to I just want to hear it I don't
1: want I, I'm gonna this end, is getting weird I'm, yeah I'm, I'm, getting, I'm gonna edit all the stuff I just said <laughs> this is weird <laughs>
0: no like i honest i'm gonna be honest like i just don't want to i don't want to hear it or see it or anything ew gross nobody wants to see that but what about your you parents
1: know? though i'm um, sure you like not sneaking out on the table I, were they down would they be down or would they prefer my parent, yeah that you slept in separate bedrooms
0: no my parents didn't give a shit that's that's one thing about my parents like they never they didn't really care also we're really poor we had one fuck we had there's one room Everyone's got to sleep in there. You know, there's two bedrooms in the, <laughs> in the whole house. sleeping in
1: the same room. <laughs> me. Begrudgingly. Like, me,
0: I think, yeah, me, like one year after I like got married uh, with Danny. I mean, ob- obviously we're married by then, but like we had to like sleep in the room with all the kid cousins. You know what I mean? Right. Well, like the kid's table, but the kid's room because we're so fucking poor. Like it was just like I was just in there with all the kids. Like I was like, damn, I'm married. I'm in my fucking 20s. I still got to sleep in the fucking shared ki- kid's cousin room uh anyway yeah my parents didn't give a shit but that's it i was just ask- i was just asking i, I like do you think because i know you know obviously you're in a bi, biracial relationship so yeah i wonder if bi- there's like bi- a big it- difference in the cult by bi- what's it called interracial, interracial.
1: <laughs> biracial. yeah yeah i'm a bi we're in a biracial relationship <laughs>
0: Yeah, I wonder, I wonder what the, I want to hear like, I want to like take a test of like how people um, answer this question, you know, mm. whatever culture you're from, if you have a boyfriend or like girlfriend, genera- you take him home. Less
1: so yeah. a culture difference thing, it's probably more a generational thing. Yeah, that makes Back sense. then, I feel a lot of parents were, you know, they married their high school sweethearts and it wasn't uncommon to save your they're virginity married. until you were married, so. Yeah, and
0: they're all married at 16 or whatever. Right. Back when? What are you talking about? Like in the 1830s? <laughs> like, <what?
1: laughs> no, I don't think it's like... Back yeah. then.
0: <laughs> the listeners that are listening that are in their 20s, their parents had them in the mid-90s. Or...
1: Fair, early fair, two,
0: fair. Early 2000s. Back then was 2001. <laughs> like,
1: fair. Fair, um, fair. Well, you know what? When, wait, okay, yeah. If I become a dad, I'm not going to let my children and their romantic partners sleep in the same bedroom you're out of not tradi- out of tradition i'm gonna be that kind of dad
0: no but I, really no but really because you asked me about me you know, how would you feel about your kids doing that if they're when they're adults
1: i don't care yeah i don't i, don't, I just don't care they're gonna like, do it does, anyways yeah <laughs> unless i had very thin walls then i will care
0: <laughs> yeah if one if i hear it i'm gonna be like bro seriously gross I'm knocking on that door. Like, no, no, no. Cancelled. I'm right. leaving. Yeah. Um, wow, yeah, I feel me. like so Yeah.
1: This is the this is the fiery question you had was this is what I wanna know about you. Did I engage in a sexual intercourse with my girlfriend when I was at my parents' place?
0: Well, I just feel like I think it's an interesting conversation. I mean, necessarily not necessarily, like, did I want to know that? About, yes, I did want to know because I was, like, interested in your, um, you know, family dynamics because you yeah. do talk a lot about, you know, your parents and now having met your girlfriend's family. But, like, I just yeah. think it's, like, such an interesting, it's a weird There's thing, definitely some right? old
1: school uh, gender dynamics at play, too, because, like, yeah. parents knew that I would sneak out, and they didn't really care. But when my sister yeah. had her, then I mean, they're married now. But when they were still dating, yeah. they would always have to sleep in separate bedrooms. And there's this different pressure and expectation because I'm a guy. Yeah, my parents are more yeah. forgiving. Boys will yep. be boys. Boys will. I'm glad you, you know, said that. Do that shit, but
0: I'm glad you said that because that's probably what what uh, was uh, what was in the mind of your girlfriend's dad too right because like I, even if I you're asian or i don't i don't want to ascribe whether, a characterization
1: yeah, yeah. of him great well, man no, no, not,
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah he's great no but like general generalizing like that's a very good that's a very good point the gender topic even whether yeah. you're asian or white or whatever background like ethnic background yeah. your family is there is like a lot more pressure put on your daughter versus your son. so of, yeah purity yeah yeah
1: Okay, so I know, you know, obviously we've gotten to know each other pretty well. And (laughs) you, (laughs) but uh, you even mentioned it on this episode, how you think your parents have, or I guess more specifically, your mom has, is very narcissistic. And you're very vocal about it. You say that your parents are narcissists. You're, You're irreverent. You're unfiltered you talk a lot of shit about people who deserve to be shat on but this is something i don't know about you is you know for many people our parents are role model figures for us
0: yeah uh-huh. but
1: who, who is your biggest role model
0: wow wow what a question brian who is my role model First of all, I want to say I think my dad's a narcissist, and I think my mom is also too. But like, I think it's like it's like a complicated situation. Yeah. Um, but who's my role model? Who do I look up to? My role, you know, I have a, <clears throat> I have a. This is oh my god! I immediately almost started crying. I oh my god! This is so weird. I almost started crying immediately. I look up to um, my friends in the way that i think a lot of people look up to that sort of idea you know like a lot of people will look up to like whatever kobe Bryant or like some uh, celebrity or somebody that's like have have done incredible things in their lives in my life i think my role models are my closest friends Mm -hmm. um and i really look up to them and i respect them why am i like so fucking emotional my god and i think and and, (laughs) i'm sorry i'm fine (laughs) that immediately it just hit it just hit me so hard um and i think i'm glad you made that question in that way because i think because very early on because i had such a problematic childhood i was doing that with my friend group you know Mm. even as a child like i was dependent on friends um to do things for me that my family should have done yeah And that's continued throughout my life. So, like, now I think my biggest role models are my closest friends. Um, You know, like, my very close friend, Chan Sopa, that I talk Mm -hmm. about a lot. Um, My um, friend, Helen, who I don't really see a lot, but I, you know, we are very supportive of each other. Um, And my friends, Guang and Oak, who I hang out with a lot. And my friend, Vanessa, I think I really look up to them. And I think that... um, you know, like when I'm around them, I'm I just feel like I want to be. They like really inspire me to be more like them. Especially like I think Chan Sopa, who like I've said yeah. this too, so she knows already. Yeah. Oh my god, that was so. Anyway, that that's my answer. Sorry, I'm not Aww. sure why that's. No. That was like I so mean, intense.
1: Sorry, some bo- well, I apologize for hitting you with such an intense question, but no, um, don't apologize. You know, I think y- you're. You know, I, I admire you a lot for your, I keep saying this word, but you're irreverent. You know, you you do things the way you want to do, and you're unapologetic yeah. about it. And I think because of this, you are a role model for many people, um, even if you may not Brian. be aware of it. But uh, yeah, I, I I just, I guess I never really asked you this or, you know. it's like you're a role model to many people but i was curious like who are your role models you know and i have to say
0: brian you're also in that group of close friends that i really look up to and admire
1: oh (laughs) wow i feel bad I mean you, were, you asked like a no but you asked like a fun loving question and i was like oh yeah this is what i want to know about you we're gonna go there
0: no this is feeling asian this is us we're just like we're funny and then all of a sudden i start crying out of nowhere <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. emotional damage
1: <laughs> oh god
0: <laughs> all right well that we're off to a great start Okay let's uh, well let's move on to our new questions. Um, let's start with Brian, what's something that you're loving right now?
1: I am loving Asian food. Oh my God. <laughs> but yes. more more specifically, acidity because <laughs> for the past week, I was in France. French food is good, but oh my god, so much cheese, so much bread, so much. Onion, uh, mushroom, just all creamy so much- things. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's all yeah. so creamy. Yeah. Foie gras. And bro, my palate was dying for some acidity. Does it hurt to have yeah. a little bit of lime and shit? Because holy fuck.
0: Seriously. <laughs> a squeeze of lemon, perhaps? <laughs>
1: <laughs> my God like fuck when i came back to new york the first thing i had was a bowl of pho and i put yes like six limes in it shit ton of sriracha and it felt it tasted so fucking good so i'm loving asian food right now
0: (laughs) yes you know that julia child quote because she she's a you know if you know julia child she's like a famous american chef that studied in france okay and she 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 has this quote where she's like she talks about it's called a symptom called American stomach in France because it upsets your stomach because it's too heavy. If an American oh. white person is having that issue, then like a <laughs> Korean person it's like totally fucked. Oh, oh my, God, my God. I totally know that feeling. Even the le- like if you squeeze a lemon, it's like it's a lemon pie with nine sticks of butter and it baked into like a chicken leg or something. And you're like, OK,
1: it's all oh so God. good, but it's yeah. so heavy and it is so good god damn but in addition to that the other things i'm loving right now are um i've been listening to uh well not listening watching japanese breakfast npr music tiny desk concert oh yeah and mac miller's i like npr music's tiny desk concerts I've i love a- it <laughs> so i've just been playing those on repeat so i'm loving those and uh I am also loving Adrian Tomine's comics. Nice. Yeah, Adrian Tomine Did you see is. A, yeah. Huh, what's up?
0: Oh no, what's Adrian Tomine? I don't. I'm not familiar.
1: He's a he's a cartoonist, and he does a lot of stuff for the New Yorker. But um, he wrote uh, this graphic novel called Killing and Dying. Check yeah. it out. Super fucking funny. And uh, I just read this other one called Shortcomings, which. Uh, you know, it's he may he published that in two thousand five or two thousand seven, yeah. one of those two years. But uh, it touches on a lot of the things that we talked about in this podcast. So he's like an OG. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Like the entire uh thesis of that graphic novel centers around like the complexity of Asian American masculinity and fetish- fetishization and sexuality. That's awesome. Yeah, that's great. But. Overall, he's super funny. So those are the things I'm loving right now. And what about you, Young Me?
0: Um, I am loving. Oh, I was gonna say, you know who has the best tiny desk concert? Megan the Stallion. It's so good.
1: Oh, it's so good.
0: I'm such a huge fan of her. Um, because I just like I like it because you can see the raw talent. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um <clears throat> what am I loving? I am loving I was also reading a graphic novel that I haven't really talked about on the podcast yet, and I wanted to bring it to show you, but it's just called Moms. Wait, me one second. I wanna bring it. Okay. So it's called Moms and the author is Youngshin Ma, Ma Youngshin. And I think it was written originally in Korean and it was translated, but I swear to god, I've been writing recently and it's this graphic novel has like really um, influenced my writing cuz it's oh. just about old Korean women that are like janitors that live in Seoul. Mm and it's just like about their sex lives and they're always like fucking these dudes and like <laughs> <laughs> cheating on their husbands and stuff. Oh god. It's really funny. Yeah. Um so I'm loving that. What else am I loving? I was also going to say a food thing cuz I've been cooking a lot because um you know, obviously the covid. Since the covid thing, I've just been cooking a lot and I'm like making these recipes and I feel like I feel like they're turning out really good, and I'm eating like all these like very I don't even know like not Asian things, Brian. I'm just eating like health food. You know, it's January. Like what? Like I'll make like a I'll make like a rye toast with like Greek yogurt and sliced cucumber and like, um, like I will I started pickling vegetables. Like I was pickling fennel. Yo. And just like Yo. eating pickled. and I'm just like, ooh, look at me! I'm cooking something that I would never, because usually I just cook Korean food, you know?
1: Right, right.
0: So I'm making more like white, f- not white food, but just like non-cultural yeah, food you're on that, that, that just like tastes. seed tip. Yeah, and I've been buying herb, fresh herbs, and making like herb salads. I've been really getting into olive oils, so I started buying fancy olive oil. It's, I don't know what's going on. Um, but oh, also, but then I also have been making Asian food and I bought this like, you know, like I love hot pot and it's like hard to get people to like hard to get enough people to go with you. Yeah. So I just bought it at the like Chinese grocery store mm-hmm. and it's so easy to make. You just buy the hot pot thing and you just put whatever you want in it. So I've been I, I was also going to say I really like cooking and food right now, too. What about, okay, Brian, what is something you're hating right now? I'm so excited for this one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a hater. I love hating. <laughs> I love to hate. I love to hate.
1: I'm back to hating TikTok. I said I was yes. loving TikTok, but I fucking hate yes. TikTok. I fucking hate TikTok, and I fucking hate Twitter. I fucking hate social media. Yeah, I am hating on them for two reasons. First one being... There's this plague that has afflicted, uh, I don't know. I don't know why it gets me Tell so me. annoyed, but it's just- Tell us. Well, for one, I feel that TikTok, it's just flat, like because everything's trends on social yeah. media. Everyone's just following yes. trends. Yep. There's I feel that it is detrimental to creativity. There's no yep. more original thought happening. And yeah. the ones who are being rewarded are people who are following these trends because the algorithm like rewards you. do that yeah and so everything is the same globally
0: Uh and
1: there's a flattening of that also this whole main character syndrome that is happening where Mm -hmm. i think it is harmful to society it is uh enabling uh a lack of accountability like people Mm. doing shitty things but then justifying it as like oh you do you like you're the main character you do you like this is your world and sounds like <laughs> me
0: <laughs> uh, I like, yeah me, i hate that too <laughs> <laughs>
1: hating on that right and yeah. uh on twitter so many critics too many critics but it's the irony is that me being a hater right now i'm being critical but mm-hmm um you know it's the no, beginning it's of the year, when you're it's, the of the year. Yeah, it's the beginning of the year yeah beginning of the year i want to be mm-hmm. optimistic and you know this is where i have some semblance of positivity left in my moral being but mm. uh tired of the critics too many critics we have too many critics in this world it's mm-hmm. easier to criticize than it is to create too many critics
0: it's so interesting because i feel like we dislike the similar things but we we I think of it in a different way. Like I don't like people that are critical on social media because they're hypocrites. Like they're being judgmental, and I'm like, "Bitch, you're doing the same fucking thing. Like, why are you? Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. And and so I think it's okay that you criticize those people because they're they're being hypocritical. Do you know what I mean? I think that's like that's fine that you do that.
1: But thanks. <laughs>
0: But yeah, social media is so weird. But I have to say also I like there are great parts of it and every day I'm like, "Oh my god, without this, we this is this is like a very good thing, you know? Like you see all these people. Like I'll randomly see like a TikTok video of somebody that lives in like Somalia and they're just like doing the same exact thing I'm doing. And I think that's right. a very powerful message too, you know. So
1: social media algorithms are they're smarter than us. They mm-hmm. know what you're going to like before you know what you're going to like. That it's yeah. it's meant to be that way because they want to sustain your attention. And yep. it's not it's a social media inherently is a platform that isn't going to make you reflect and uh be self-critical on like mm-hmm. turn the turning the lens inwards. Now, yeah. I see so many infographics on social media about like you know, self, these health, self-help movements and be kinder to yourself and do, like, you're the main character, do the thing that, like, just do it. That kind of, like, mm-hmm. enablist language. Mm. When oftentimes, I think as a side effect of all this so- so- social media usage, it, it, people are o- allergic to just owning up to faults and saying, oh, yeah, I fucked up i did mm. something wrong like i shouldn't be i shouldn't be doing this do you know what i'm saying whereas social yeah, media is yeah, like yeah. it, g- it gives you this that. codified it gives you this codified language to be like oh well i did this fucked up thing because like yeah i'm just doing me or this is a uh, i'm be- uh, this is a uh, uh, this is self i'm being i'm um, this is self-help like i'm being kinder to myself i'm going yeah. to do this like it's, uh, it doesn't celebrate discipline and it doesn't celebrate uh, owning up to faults and taking accountability for your actions because it provides really? a language to people because these are the infographics that go viral all the time, you know, where it's like right. you could literally be, uh, you could light a car on fire and do something horribly wrong, but then mm. it gives you this like, what and you'll seek the answers that you want that aligns with your belief system where it's like, oh well because Mercury's in retrograde and then the comments will be like yes go off like you do you you're the shit yeah do you know what i'm saying
0: i yeah yeah i think i mean my i think my algorithm because it's a different i don't see a lot of that but i i agree (laughs) with you like how what i this is how i can relate to what you're saying is i follow a lot of like I don't know how I think it's just like Malagora than like social justice people that are like their whole account is like to be like, I'm going to call out racism. I'm going to like post these racist videos. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and then inevitably, because they get a following from that every day, they have to like stack their content and inevitably they'll make a mistake. There'll uh-huh. be like a, a mistake, like a video that's been like uh, manipulated or something. And they basically sure. are calling out an innocent person. And then they'll just yeah. delete it and not say anything. And I'm like, bro, you put that up for your 3 million followers. And it was like yeah. a 15-year-old teenager that her yeah. classmate made like a fucking video where it looks like she's doing something racist. And it's they just edited it, you know? Right. And I'm like, are you going to say something that you're a 30-year-old person that just fucking called out a 15-year-old? and now millions of people are in her account calling her and it was a manipulated video. Like I'm just like, why aren't like, so I I feel like that's how I relate to what you're saying because they can't because their whole social media presence is dependent on the fact that people think that they're very good. Yeah. And, and it's like, no one's good. We're just people. This person's not a good person. They're fucked up too. And there was like right. this other like social justice person that I was following and he, like they gained a bunch of followers for doing social justice stuff and then randomly, I think I talked about this, randomly they made a video like Marvel, you need to hire me as the next superhero. And I was like, "Wait, this was the end game? Like you're just <laughs> doing this to try to get to like break into acting?" and it's like why would why would they hire you you're a fucking random person that lives in the fucking suburbs that makes videos about racists like (laughs) which is great and i i thought that you were passionate about social it's it's fine if you want to be an actor anyone can be an want can say they want to be an actor but you got a lot of clout for calling out racists, and now you're like slipping it in that's like a little weird right yeah yeah People can't own up to the fact that they want to be famous. Like, they can't say that. And then it becomes weird. Then they're just like, oh, look at me. I'm posting about social justice. But they they don't actually care about it. They just want the likes, you know? Yeah. It's like that sort of stuff.
1: Yeah. So I think the common common threat, the common enemy here is actors.
0: Actors. (laughs) Actors pretending. Yeah.
1: But, uh, yeah, like another word for me that is... Is self care, you know. Obviously, I think everything in moderation. Mm. Like self care is this catch-all term that yeah you can apply to yourself to mm-hmm. like ever like to avoid ever having to confront tough realities is what I think. I don't know if that's Brian. too harsh of me, yeah. But it's yeah. like you know, I know, like I do this too. You know, like writing, for instance. If I have to write a book, and it's like, yeah. well. Writing is really fucking hard because it, it, it's just it's fucking difficult to just sit it's on a, in front of a computer and just write yeah. shit.
0: Mm-hmm. But,
1: you know, but instead it's easier for me to like, I'm going to make a frivolous purchase or I can be a piece of shit or not piece of that's too strong. I can make a frivolous purchase yeah, yeah. or indulge in a vacation and ever have to avoid it because it's quote unquote self-care. It's like, ooh, yes, self care. That's the way do to do it. That, but
0: do you, yeah, this is okay. This is whenever something really bothers me, I always think that it's like something going on with me more than the other person. Oh, sure. Do you think that you're <laughs> so resentful of these self care <laughs> people because you're so rigid and with yourself? So you're like, why does they? Why does this person get to get like do one thing, answer one email, and go get a massage? You know what is? Like, you know what's
1: also fucking bullshit is mattresses. <laughs> okay Mattresses? if you're not sleeping on a hard rock you don't what are you doing
0: <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean you have blankets i don't get to yeah. have blankets yeah no no yeah, for yeah. sure is yeah, yeah.
1: Per- that is 100. that is 100 true i am yeah, i am yeah. definitely s- somewhat resentful because i I'm don't like that
0: too i don't yeah.
1: like to i don't indulge in that way so instead yeah. i go the opposite route of like look at all these people doing self-care the real artist pursuit is to fucking be depressed miserable everything and miserable that's where great art comes from
0: yeah how dare you light (laughs) a candle and take a bath it's tuesday you don't deserve a bath it's not even the weekend
1: although i do think that some of the some of my hatred is relatable and can be justified
0: no, I I think so too. I think I think the thing about it's everything's on a spectrum. Everything is nuanced. There are a <laughs> lot of people online. There are a lot of people online that are okay and cool and do the self care thing in a very uh, healthy, good way. And then there are a lot of people that are just like, it, uh, the internet warps you. And then they're chasing. Yeah. You know, it's like it's like making their brain and different and you're right like if you're a, a big famous person and you do something wrong and all your followers are like it's okay queen self-care then that that's like it's warping your brain in a way that's maybe not 100 not, not 100 to be judgmental yeah I but met, like not great
1: i met uh i met someone who they're a doctor and yeah. they didn't they didn't know what slack was like the work What's messaging slack? software Uh yeah it's like a work messaging software it's okay basically an email but worse and then they are not that active on social media so they don't Mm -hmm. know about twitter shit tiktok any of that they're just a doctor and i was like damn Uh i'm so jealous of you that is right i wish
0: i I wish yeah can you imagine that's amazing i can't wait to get canceled (laughs) i swear to god If I get fucking canceled, I'm deleting all my social media and never going online again because I don't, it's going to hurt my feelings. Then I'll be free. Um, Okay, let me me. say what I'm, yeah. Oh,
1: sorry. What were you going to say?
0: I was going to just say, I was going to talk about what I hate so so we can get the ball rolling.
1: Oh, I thought you already answered what you hate. That was. Th- well, that was just was my it? part.
0: Oh, I was just no, I was just responding. But it is um, listeners like, keep note oh, that this yeah. is,
1: out of all our questions, this is the section that has taken up three times as much time
0: <laughs> as the other ones. Okay, can I tell? I'll say it real quick. What is something it really, I must say I hate. Um, I hate that okay no offense when men don't know something and then they pretend that they know it and then because (laughs) brian's drinking his coffee because it's just like so i feel like it's so blatantly like sexist you know i i totally believe in this thing where because i was raised as a a female i was like socialized female i know that i was like sort of raised to always doubt myself and not be confident and you know people talk about this like when, when you have a boy you're like yeah you know be confident and when you have a girl you're like are you sure like ask everyone around you like we're just yeah. socialized like that whether whether we know it or not um and so i just get so annoyed when like i, I know this is a whole cultural thing like a mansplaining <laughs> thing but like when men when men don't know something and they pretend that they know something, it bothers me so much, especially in the vein of comedy. And I've noticed that it's like I've been thinking about it a lot. Like there is this I think we I might have talked about this on the Patreon already, but there's this guy that was like uh, trying to defend his joke. He, he had like a fat phobic joke about Lizzo and he was like he's a stand up comedian and he was like defending it. And he's he used the term punching up. um if you know, if you're a comedian, you might be familiar with it, but if you're not, you won't be. It, punching up means that like you like make jokes about people who are socially above you yeah. so that you're not you're not like making fun of people that are being you know, like you're and like in comedy it's recognized as like something that it's okay to do, right? Right, and right. He, That's like, why so got, many
1: comedians target politicians because at the end of the day
0: politicians, they yeah, are or more white powerful men. than us. Yeah, yeah, and that's why it's always okay to make fun of white men because you're not making fun of a white man. You're making fun of the social construct of white manhood in our society, the the group that owns all the power and the money, right? And that's like a very simple concept. Everyone can understand it. Anyway, his defense was that him making... Uh, like fat jokes about lizzo was punching up and obviously he doesn't understand the definition of the term punching up and it enraged me and then i was like sitting (laughs) there like i want to make like five tiktoks about this but then i don't want to because i like i just want to do comedy you know right so it just it just really if you're a man and you're on the internet and you're like fucking gung-ho about explaining something to people please just find the actual definition of that term before you explain it that's all i'm gonna say that's all that's what i'm hate that's what i hate right now it's it's really getting in my fucking craw and it happens every single day and men explain shit to me that that i'm right and they're wrong a lot of you know sometimes i am wrong who cares but like i'm talking about the the instance where they're wrong and i'm right is like Twenty times higher, and I'm like, oh, you just assume because I'm a woman and I have pink hair and I'm wearing makeup that that I'm not gonna know, and I and uh, and I know, you know, that's just bothering me right now. Anyway, yes,
1: and as a man who knows everything, um,
0: <laughs>
1: uh, I, I'm telling you that it's not easy to know everything, and what you need to do is not indulge in self care and just read a lot. So, and, no, but and I have yeah, to say- you'll never encounter this problem.
0: Brian, I have to say, you're very good at being like, oh, whoops, I was wrong. And, and like, just be like Brian every. If you're a man listening to this, be like Brian. What's the what's the big who? Oh, whoopsie, I was wrong. I, I didn't know that. Or, so, how hard is it to say, whoopsie, I didn't know that. You're right. I'm wrong. I'm asking Matt this, right? I don't now, know.
1: Seriously. I, I, young me, I, I'm going to have to disagree. Brian's with crushing you. it. Uh, no, no. You see, Young <laughs> me. Uh... <laughs> What, oh what one of the first questions that my girlfriend's dad asked me was do you know no. how to drive a stick shift and <laughs> I said no and oh my god the crushing oh, embarrassment no. of that I man if you don't know something just pretend like you know it because I still haven't recovered from that
0: <laughs> oh god I'm sorry Brian <laughs> Maybe the the wow here we are proving the patriarchy is at fault again. Whenever men get hurt by something, it's other men fucking fucking with them. <laughs> men would be come comfor- from men would be comfortable saying that they don't know shit if other men didn't give them shit for it. That's no, a lesson he was, you're learning today.
1: <laughs> he was he was he did not care whatsoever. Just to. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's internal, internal shame. It's internal. Speaking it's of internal, internal
0: shame, shame. <gasps> speaking of internal shame, our next question: What is something that you're ashamed of? And before we answer, this is the fucking. This is gonna get get you upset. This is a part of our episodes that we're gonna hide in our Patreon moving forward. So we're gonna ask yeah. all our guests every episode, what they're ashamed of. And then because we're all ashamed of it, we're going to hide it behind a paywall.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So if you want to hear our answers, you're going to have to go subscribe to our Patreon and it'll be on Patreon episode 39.
0: All right. So we're moving forward.
1: Young me, what is something that you're proud of? Even though we technically kind of did this in the New Year's episode.
0: (laughs) Well, no, I feel like it's a good practice to do this all the time. Cause you know, we're so, we're so full of shame as you all know, if you listen to the Patreon episode, um, what am I proud of? You know, I'm very proud of my relationship with my son and I feel like, you know, as if, if this is always my answer, that's fine. I'm proud of him. I feel like I did. There are very many shortcomings. And I think if you're a parent, you'll understand this. Whenever your child is, has an issue or some sort of like you know perceived shortcoming by other people obviously I don't I don't consider it that in my own child Um, you sort of feel like it's your fault Um, but I think and most of the time it isn't your fault people you know like kids act a certain way and it's not because you did anything wrong sometimes it might be your fault but sometimes it's not um, but then I have a very hard time in if I, I feel like the good parts of my parenting, owning up to that and being like, I did a good job with this. Mm-hmm. But I think today I want to say that I am very proud that I, um, I think a lot of it is that me, my son's natural disposition is to be very happy and he's very um, emotionally solid and strong. Like he has a lot of strength mm. in that area. He's he's sensitive, but he's also like he's strong. Like if something if someone's mean to him, stuff like that, and he has a very very good sense of humor. And Mm. I feel like I am proud. um, And I'm saying this just because I know this is exercise to like give ourselves credit. I'm proud that I acted in a certain way and raised him in a certain way that he was able to react that way in um, emotionally. Like, in an emotionally mm. intelligent way. Yeah. What are you, prou- what are you proud of, Brian?
1: Simil- uh, yeah, the, your answer is, yeah, my answer is somewhat similar to what you just described. But, um, the fo- but focusing the lens on myself, you know, yeah. over the holidays, I spent an extended period of time with my parents. And
0: uh-huh.
1: it was the first time in a while where we didn't have any major disagreements Mm. And I'm proud that I've feel like I've grown up uh, a lot mm. emotionally in terms of the way I treat my parents compared mm. to how I was 10 years ago. Um, mm. And I don't think I've really like sat in and like given myself a pat on the back for that. And mm. you know, it's like a byproduct of age, but I feel like I've gotten a lot better at setting aside my personal i guess hang-ups or feelings or like the need to be right Mm. i can set that aside in order to just you know i'm not gonna win with my parents all the time and it's not like Mm. because i set aside my personal belief like my personal the strong feeling of like you're wrong i'm right even Mm -hmm. if you know in your heart of hearts that that is the case uh, I've gotten better at sort of just Setting it aside I don't want to rock the boat This isn't a reflection mm-hmm. of You know Me being weak I think I've just gotten better at um, Maintaining like Just like handle Like being able to preserve Like a pot, like good relationships with my parents Yeah With time Yep Without feeling that it's this like Huge compromise in my character So That's great That's what I'm proud of <laughs>
0: Right. Well, that's great, Brian. And on that note, that was the end of our episode new format. But we're going to do our Patreon shout outs right now if you stick around. Thank you You so much for. Thank you so much for. And we're going to try to make it funny. What if it's funnier now? Because like we're all loosened up.
1: So if you reached this far, thank you for supporting the podcast. And, you know, we wouldn't be here without the help of all of y'all. Especially the Patreon donors. So if you wanna do if you wanna support us, you can do so at Patreon at patreon.com slash feeling asian. And this round of shout outs. Shout out
0: and you get a bonus episode every week. And if you give a little bit more, you get to do our Zoom hangouts and people love those. And you get to talk to us. I usually drink an entire bottle of wine. (laughs) I won't this month. I'm doing dry January, but I'll be back next month doing that. So
1: all right. Without further ado, special shout outs go out to Iris Lee.
0: Oh, my God. I love the name Iris so much. Iris Lee. What a great name. You um, are yeah. you
1: are a managing director at Boston Consulting Group.
0: Is that the <laughs> the, the place that makes those robot dogs? No, that's Boston Dynamics. <laughs> Wait, Brian, did you say that? Because that's like the the one joke that you have every week. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I th- I thought you were saying the Boston di- like the robot dogs. She's the she's the person in the video kicking the robot dog and then like comes back up, <sighs> gets back up. Um, <clears throat>
1: And Thank you, uh, should we just let's just blast through these young me?
0: Yeah, why not? Wanna do that. Why not? Who's so next? shout yeah. out
1: shout out goes out to Sumyajit Musumder.
0: Sunyajit. Um Sunyajit is somebody I, I feel like this person is bold enough to ha- wear uh jewelry on their head, which is something I I always want to do. You know like those like I always when I go to like H&M and I always see those like $8 tiaras. I'm like, damn, that's, I'm like one fucking mentally ill week away from wearing that <laughs> on my head. <laughs> I feel like this person has the, has the um courage the to put those, those butterfly clips all over those, but, be- but Jewel, that's, that's my, that's my psychic guess.
1: Uh, Next shout out goes out to Amanda Arenas. Amanda, you are still double masked and we love you for it.
0: A different kind of confidence to put a different kind of thing on your head. Masks. (laughs) Multiple goggles. Multiple
1: masks. But you're not annoying about it. You just, you do you. You wear two masks and you don't even tell anyone that you're wearing two masks.
0: Amanda's the kind of person that wears the N95 under like a fancy, like expensive mask, a silk <laughs> mask or something. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. That's great.
1: Uh, next shout out goes out to Susie Sa.
0: Susie, Susie Sa loves rock climbing and lives and in Arizona.
1: Listens to a lot of Bob Dylan.
0: Oh, really? Yeah, Bob Dylan while rock climbing.
1: <laughs> and our last shout out for this episode goes out to athene klein you have I, bad taste in burgers
0: oh my god that is so specific but i kind of want to double down on that you know what <laughs> i hate it when people ha- athene you gotta stop telling us to go to the fancy restaurant where there's a 30 dollar <laughs> burger and the burger patty is like an inch and a half thick and i'm great like taste great in I
1: podcasts pay- Shit tasting burgers. And you're like,
0: oh yeah, okay, you like these kind of burgers? These are the worst. And there's like blue (laughs) cheese dressing on it for some reason? No, thank you. No, thank you. Pickled fennel? I don't know. No, thank you. You know, there's no burger as bad as a fancy burger. Let's be fucking (laughs) serious. As bad as you think In-N-Out or Shake Shack, whatever the debate is, the worst burger in the world is a fancy fucking burger. Let's be honest.
1: Thank you for supporting us on Patreon. And listeners that's our episode but before we wrap it up and let you go young I have a funny tidbit for you i got what? a dm i got a dm from this guy uh, yeah? i think in our last patreon episode or i don't know if it was uh-huh. a regular episode we talked about how we asked if there were any asians in scotland
0: yeah what
1: a scottish guy who wasn't asian and his girlfriend oh. is an asian just a white scottish guy Says he loves our podcast and just wanted to let us know that there are people from Scotland. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Wow. We have to have him on the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) That is so interesting. We
1: love you. Thank you for listening to the podcast. So interesting. Thank
0: you so much. (laughs) That's amazing. uh,
1: Yeah. But listeners, thank you for listening. We hope you enjoy the new format. Uh, You know, this is an iterative thing. So if you have any feedback, we'd love to hear it. I thought that was good. yeah i liked it it was I fun personally for us really
0: liked it yeah it we don't care what you think we liked it <laughs> and
1: uh yeah follow young me at ym mayor and young me mayor on tiktok follow, follow me brian on... at
0: it's brian park everywhere well i was gonna say it for you never mind
1: yeah that's okay and follow the podcast at feeling asian podcast on all social media platforms
0: and, and youtube we'll... and we'll see you here next week bye bye